The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardell. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome to the show about money. If you're building it, turn up your radio. If you're harvesting it, turn it up even louder. That's what the show's all about, helping you build and enjoy your money. Uh, you got to get started. That's such an important factor. And then you got to stick with it uh, and repeat the process. Mark my words, if you do this uh, for 25 years, you'll be so happy you've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, Jack and I built a, a couple of quant models uh, trying to evolve our offerings to our clients and get more sophisticated. Um, want to bounce some of our ideas, a bit of a workshop going to take place to, this evening uh, on Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, we're going to bounce a few ideas off of uh, a veteran on Bay Street, Mr. John Johnston. Uh, he's now retired. Uh, he was the chief strategist at Davis Ray, a good friend of mine when him and I worked at one of the big six uh, banks. And uh, well, of course, when you're in the money business, you never really leave the money because as we all learned in economics, money is... Um, What's the word? Omnipresent? That's a good word. Uh, John, uh, happy retirement and happy new year. And thank you for spending some time with us, my friend. Thank you. My pleasure. And uh, tell me something. Is retirement all it's meant to be? Yes, so far. It's only been two months. So uh, I I slid into it rather easily because I was working uh, one third time for almost five years. That helps. And uh, that was great. Um, you know, I spoke, I spoke being, to one of our clients forcing, who, sorry, I spoke to one of our clients, Jack, yesterday, uh, who is newly retired. And I, again, when people are newly retired, I, ask, I do ask this question a lot for a few years, how are you enjoying retirement? And it's usually a pause, a reflection. And uh, he said, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I'm uh, doing some lawn bowling. <laughs> uh, really? Okay. Yeah, you enjoy that? He said, he said, when the weather's okay, it's not bad. I said, Okay. Pickleball is a big one. Too. I know. Well, I thought about pickleball. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, John, I, I like your idea. You know, fade into it slowly, and so just you know, maybe try pickleball or lawn bowling once a week. See if it works. Because you know, five. You know, I know guys say I can't golf every day. Well, can't do it. And you're not a golfer, are you, JJ? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, really? No. And like, then, but the dead aren't like if the dead were touring. If the Grateful Dead were touring, I would. I would get it. I would get it. Did you, by the way, when you were a uh, radical youth, radical 20-something, JJ, did you uh, sort of check out of your job for six months to follow Like the Grateful Dead around? Uh, Not really. No. Do you wish uh, you had? Do you you wish you had? Um, No, not necessarily. I'm pretty happy with how I did things. I like you, man. Uh, You 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 got a good demeanor about yourself. You're a happy guy, and you're a glass half full and a a realist Uh, with, 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 with a conservative defensive side to you. If that does yeah. that make sense? Well, yeah, yeah. But I just to, just to kind of go back to your point about checking out for a period of time. Uh, back at the old shop uh, that we worked at together, uh, I made a transition from the institutional side of the business to the wealth management side of the business, and I took four months off in between. And you know, basically, after having traveled ex- extensively for business and, and basically being on that trading floor every morning at 6 a.m. when I was in the city, wow. uh, I just wanted to decompress. And I spent, you know, six weeks of the four months traveling with my family and then taking the kids to school and stuff like that. 
I love travel. I just think it's uh, it, it's, it's great. It's, isn't it great? Isn't it great? Uh, are you are yeah. you able to get some good travel time in planned at least for this year? Uh, not this year. We took three vacations last year and, and renovated the basement. And uh, so this is going to be a quiet year, partly because my wife just got a date uh, this morning of May 9th. Your for, wife, sorry, your wife uh, got a her, date. She got a date for her knee replacement. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. So that, that's going to dominate the year. So we're going to stick close to home this year. Uh, and once her knee's up and running, we'll be test, testing it out on the trails up around Uxbridge. But hopefully next year we'll get a couple trips in. You know, it's, it's almost a sad thing you said, getting a date for a knee replacement, because that in itself is a huge victory in this country of ours with our medical system uh, yeah. being in such disarray. I, I have some real frustrations with Canada right now, JJ. Medical system is one of them. Um, our, our Canada pension plan tax, it, it, it has me spinning, JJ. Uh, it is such... Uh, I think it's dictatorship verging on communism. You're forced into this pension plan that is not a pension plan. It is, it is, it's a real disservice, Wolf. It's a real disservice. JJ, I did the math. Are you collecting CPP yet? Yep. Yeah. How, how, sorry, if I may ask, how old are you? Uh, I'll be 66 soon. So you just, you just began collecting CPP and you're getting about 14 grand a year. Um, you, you put into that with your, with your employer match, JJ, uh, probably a hundred grand or so that money that you put in for the last 45 years, if you were to have compounded that slow, steady Eddie, the way Jack and I build wealth with our clients minimum at a 5% KGAR 5% return, there'd be over a million bucks in that you buy an annuity, 65 grand a year. A life. Yep. Is, that's what you should have is 65. Grand. You cannot retire on the Canada pension plan. And now they're JJ. They're now forcing people, I think earning $66,000 or more, $4,000 contribution by employer for by employee. That's a lot of money for Joe Plummer to have to put into Canada pension plan. And it wouldn't be so bad, but on the back end, he's not getting it out. He's going to do okay if he's in the plumber's union. That's a pension. Uh, uh, teachers teachers union. have a Omers. pension. Omers has a pension. The police department have, but this pension everyone else gets, it's such a scam. It, it really is. We get no statements. You don't know what the fees are. You don't know what they're invested in. They don't know who you are. And when you do get a statement, all, all it shows is what you contributed it. So I've seen my 40 years of contribution. And I, I'm, I'm upset, JJ, about the, the Canada Pension Plan. I'm really upset. So much so yeah. I phone them. And the, the, the nice receptionist or person who dealt with me, the, whoever, the, the, the interface between public and government, they were very pleasant. But I said, well, who runs this? Who can I speak to to challenge them? No answers. No idea. Hey, who yeah. runs it? You know, we have a branch manager at Canada. Of course, you, you complain about me, call the branch manager, lay a complaint. If that's not good, you go to compliance. not good enough, you go to the president. There's a, a protocol uh, to, to yeah. push back. Well, not in that, not in the CPP. Nope, nope. You're forced in, and here's the way it is. Take it and take it. You got no choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you don't get a lot of value for your tax dollar in Canada anymore. You know, it, I would, my view is, is I don't want to invest in Canada. <laughs> Uh, I want a zero weight because zero weight Canada. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Jack, Jack and, and I are that would like the same way. Be, and if I could convince my wife would be really zero weight when you include real assets as well, but what real estate, she you like, mean? she, she likes having a house. So we what about becoming an expat? I know a few, I know a few successful people said that's I'm out of here. I made my money. They've taxed me all the way, but no more taxes. I'm out of Canada. I'm going to become an expat. Do you, do you have any friends who pulled that move? Uh, not really, mm-hmm. but I, uh, what I would say is anybody who's young, skilled, 
and uh, wants a bright future, I would leave Canada. I know. That's sad. It's how many doctors we keep educating and then saying goodbye to. That is yep. such a common. That theme has been around for 30 years. But they are the most mobile people, the most skilled people in society. Their skills yep. are transferable. You can do the States, UK, Australia. Yeah. Whereas, so the, uh, again, people that aren't as productive. Or skilled. Yeah, You make a good point, Jack. Uh, and again, yeah. I got my chef certificate. I can technically get a job anywhere around the world now. Uh, you know, you start at the bottom. Uh, you know what they call you when you're at the bottom? This is funny. You know what the word is when you're at the bottom in the kitchen? JJ, do you know the word? No. Commie. Commie. It's, it's actually French. Uh, there's a, it's a longer word, but they call them commies. I, I, I think okay. it's funny. I wouldn't uh, mind being a commie like that. It's hard work, my friend, working in a kitchen. And I never worked in a kitchen. I, I, I've i taken courses to get a certificate to have fun and, and cook for my family. But 8, 10, 12 hours in a kitchen, you know, bags of potatoes to peel. And then you got to do your crudité, your mise en place. Just the prep work is so much work. Then you get customers like me who are picky, send the food back, which I don't do because I know what happens when you send the food back. It doesn't come back to you in a very fine form. But, uh, no. Another state of mind. But uh, the, the, I'm telling you, JJ, I, I hate to see a right movement. I don't want to see a mega, a mega, what is it, whatever, make America great again. Is mega? mega? That's right, yeah. Mega. mega. I don't want to see a mega move, <laughs> mega move in Canada. Um, but I'm afraid, you know, if we continue along this trajectory, JJ, we're selling our university seats to foreigners. I have a friend who's a teacher. 90% of her students are foreigners, 10% uh, Canadians. That's a problem. Yeah, I, say, the, well, I don't agree with MAGA either, but when you push people too far one way or the other, yes. they end up pushing back. They do. But we don't push well, back as Canadians it's yet. Happening here. It we is. have all the same issues the Americans do, and it's all going to blow up at some point. And, and you know, we don't have se- serious leaders. It was kind of, I spent some time reflecting. I'm, I'm probably, I'm older than you guys. So my first federal election was in 1979 and probably provincial was before that. I can't remember exactly, but uh, you know, when Ed Broadbent passed away, you know, here's a guy I never voted for. I never voted for his party, but you know, I respected him. Agreed. Uh, and you know, Joe Clark was on recently on TV being interviewed at these guys, these were serious thoughtful people. I like Gretchen. Uh, I, like the, they, I like the, 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 Chiquitigan, uh, the Chiquitigan handshake. That was my favorite. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That was, that was <laughs> that's crazy. That's the handle the that was the best. better than anybody. Yeah. We had some moxie back then. No, it, it's, it's not good. I, I'm, no, you know, we, and, and it's in the U S too. It had, you know, when Ronald Reagan was dealing with Japan on trade, he sent smart, serious people over to talk to them. And, and you know, Brian Mulroney and Jean Chrétien and the first Trudeau, uh, maybe didn't agree with them all the time, but they had serious, thoughtful people in, and they called each other names across, you know, the house of commons, but stuff got done like big stuff got done. And now it's it's kind of sad, you know. We got these three guys running, and I don't want to vote for any of them. And I, I, said, sorry, I look I said, at who the alternatives are, and it's it's terrible. You know, I, I'm kind of for the first time in my life considering. I'm always going to vote, but I'm considering despoiling my ballot because that's the best choice I can make. Yeah, and, and uh, how many billions of people? Four billion people. Four billion people are going to the polls. In 2024, it is going to be a political Which can circus. be inflationary, without question, because yeah, politicians, good point. Good lo- point. they good love point. to spend. Good point. But I looked it up, actually, uh, Wolf, and Russia is one of those countries that is going to the polls. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> polls? Come on, they vote for B. <laughs> Hi-Fi Radio, it's about money, your money. Uh, we want you to have more of it. Uh, you got to work, you got to save, you got to yeah, a bit of a wine fest there about what's going on in the world. And, Things you can control, things you can't control. Let's try to focus on what you can control. 
your working habits, your spending habits, your saving habits, your investing habits. That's where we need to focus on to, well, buck the trend and uh, yeah, build wealth. It's Hi-Fi Radio. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more Hi-Fi Radio in a moment on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back, my good friends. Yes, let's take it to the limit with your money. Make a lot of it. We can help you. Uh, we really can. It takes time, a lot of time. Uh, if you have the right team and the right process, uh, the process can be very enjoyable. Um, and when it gets a little bit uh, nerve-wracking, well, you have a, some friends who you can lean on. Good friends. It's Jack and I. Uh, we're here for you. And we know some of the greatest people uh, when it comes to finance uh, in North America. John Johnson is one of those great people. Uh, former strategist at Davis Ray. Uh, he is one of the biggest fans of... Um, Oh, what's the name of that hippie the, band? The Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead, thank you. Uh, never got into them. I still can't get into them. Uh, you know what I really fell in love with was Prince. I never realized how talented Prince is, was, God rest his soul. Uh, wouldn't you agree, JJ? Uh, Prince was super, super yeah. talented man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're not that convincing. Absolutely. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's okay. No, he's okay. It's I okay. like him. My wife liked him. I, You know, it's fine. Not my bailiwick, but... Uh, uh, Daily I beloved, deny, I don't don't Double. deny his talent. I love that line, Daily beloved. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, uh, JJ, uh, share with us. Um, you 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 watch a lot of people, um, both customers, retail customers, and then institutional people make a lot of money. Give us some of your secret sauce for building wealth. Uh, you know, if you're to sit down with your son, children, what three tips would you give them about money? Well, one of the things I did is I bought them that book by Rob Carrick at the Globe and Mail called How Not to Move Back In with Your Parents. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's a great title, but it, it explains a lot of the stuff, the institutional detail that you don't learn in school. Uh, you know, what's a tax-free savings account? What's this? You know, what, you know, all about life insurance. You know, it's a book I wish I'd read at an earlier stage of my life. <laughs> but basically, you know, try to control your spending. Uh, that's one of the few things you can control. And try to put money aside regularly. Top up your tax-free savings accounts and then go on to your RRSPs. The, the, the first-time homebuyer's account, the, the new one, is really good, JJ. It's eight grand, uh, and you get a tax deduction, and you get to take the money out tax-free. Uh, yep, and if, and you don't, if you don't buy a house, you get to roll into an RSP so you can supersize your RSP. That is actually the best thing the government has put forth in a long time. Uh, okay, yeah. so we got Rob Carrick's book, uh, Pretty Simple Stuff. What other advice? Well, one is just learn about the products and, you know, get some advice like that. The second one was just, you know, work hard and save. Uh, I think that's that's key. Uh, and then take advantage of the tax. Third would be tax-free savings accounts first, then RSPs. My, one of my kids has used the, uh, he bought a, a, a property. Yeah. The other one hasn't, so I'm encouraging him to take take advantage of that home buyer thing. So mm-hmm. that's kind of it. It's like, it's not rocket science. It, 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 it's not. You know, I don't want to make it too fancy. And Doesn't I like the be. idea of a balanced portfolio, uh, you know, 
Let's talk about that. Let's talk shouldn't about, be all yeah. that high right now, but uh, uh, you know, rebalance. Let's talk about balanced portfolio, JJ. Uh, you know, I, I, I offer balanced portfolios, balanced strategies, and uh, for the most part, they've worked well. Obviously, in the interest rate environment for the last few years, they've been a bit challenged from the fixed income point of view. But, you know, when I stand back, I, I've said to myself, I made my money in the stock market, not the bond market. And I made my clients their wealth in the stock market, not the bond market. From a compliance point of view, from a regulatory point of view, from a academic suitability point of view, people should have some bonds in the portfolio. From a practical, realistic point of view, stocks over bonds. Yeah. And th- that's reflected in your weights, right? And, you know, the, the, I like the idea of, ba- I think of bonds... Re- more of ballast than of income. Yeah. And for me, most people you know, do what I look at yeah. in terms of bonds is that, you know, when, the, when you need the ballast from bonds, usually uh, the Canadian dollar gets waxed. So I like us bonds. Yeah. Uh, and, and the environment we're in now kind of where the interest rate environment is a bit iffy still. Well, cause like yeah, the let's talk about short that. dated, short dated us treasuries period yeah, we, we got a we got a bond trade out for the first time in our career did jj help us? that was right after the the call we had with jj yeah it's funny jj after our last radio hit with you i think within 48 hours i went and bought some long bonds i bought the tlt uh yep. at 80 i bought the turn my friend the turn I nailed the bottom uh within one percent i kid you not um i didn't nail this the exit i nailed the the bottom so the buy i got it real well made the sell easy um so that was interesting but you know, took that trade off. Uh, I see what's working in the market. I see what's not working in the market. And what I tend to do more and more is I try to listen and respect the market and take my, I'm trying hard to take my biases out of it. So we actually built a bit of a quant system, JJ. And if you ever get back to Toronto, I really want you to come in and spend, sit down with Jack and I at our, at our workstation to, to go through our uh, analogy or in our process with you. But basically what we've done, we're screening the S&P 500 based on capital efficiencies, call it EV to EBITDA type metrics down to 200 companies. And then from there uh, using um, technical analysis and momentum to tell us which of those 200 good quality companies are going up and which ones are going down in price. For example, the banks are not going up, whereas technology is, so it would overweight tech over uh, financials. Uh, so far, it's working remarkably well, JJ. And I think I'm going to say this publicly. I think there's a chance it doubles the S&P 500 in a normal year. Down year may double too on the downside, I don't know, but it's showing a lot of promise, JJ. What are your thoughts on stuff like that, processes like that, quant and technical overlays? Well, I like discipline and, you know, d- discipline strategies tend to work. Uh, you know, you get too much, you let too much emotion come in. Like it provides a discipline. It, it guides you. Uh, the only drawback of momentum is, as you say, uh, when the market turns, you miss the, the first part of everything, including uh the decline and you run the risk when the decline gets carried away. So you have, you run the risk that you underperform badly in a down market yeah. and you miss the beginning of a bull market, but the tech overlay should help. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what we're Jack and I are thinking. Of. We've been running this for 12 months again with my money. Just, I would never create something new and put it into my clients. I want to beta test it to make sure it's uh, safe enough to offer to clients. Um, but we are playing in the universe of the S and P 500. Let me ask this question, JJ. Um, Again, in looking at some quant factors, I've done some homework and, and back testing, and I found in the United States, lower share price stocks tend to outperform higher 
share price stocks. That is not the case in Canada because low price means venture, which means uh, junior oil and gas, which you know is a promise at best. Um, but in the United States, lower share price. So would you expand the universe from 500 to maybe 1,500 names, uh, JJ, or 1,000 names? Or would you stick with S&P 500 and, and try to get the best out of that? Well, I, I think there's, there's a, a point where capacity is limited. And, you know, getting out to 1,500 names, unless it's totally automated, can be a problem. And, it, you know, you spend too much time grinding numbers and not enough time kind of making your decisions based on the numbers. So, like, to be honest, when we talk about how bad politics are, bad politics mean bad policies. Uh, and they tend to capture the and they tend to have an impact on the biggest companies where regulation is involved. One of the themes that I like longer term is the idea of American entrepreneurialism and that, you know, when when stuff goes wrong and inflation is one of those things that could happen, uh, small caps and meet and mid caps tend to do pretty well and they've been beaten down. They're cheap. They still have lots of growth and lots of opportunities. They are underperforming. So I think there's some advantages to moving out and doing that as long as you have uh, either the capacity in terms of, of brain power working on it. You know, it's just, I'm talking about a watch list, the screen, the, the, the initial screen, what we're doing right now is we're taking 500 and screening down to 200. And the gerbils are, are, are running the little wheel. Uh, it's called software and computing power sure. and, and semiconductors. So uh, I, just put, I, just, I just hit... Uh, I say the capacity is not a limitation. No, not a problem. I'm just wondering, should we expand our universe from a 500 to maybe a thousand or 1500? Uh, yep. yeah. Listen, run the run the S&P super composite, the 1500. Yeah. That's, that's the one. Okay, uh, I, I, if, the if super composite. The computer power, if it's automated, yeah, by yeah. all means. Okay, no we're, we're going to do that. that. Hey, Jack, get on it. Um, there was a study that actually came out, and Walmart just actually announced a stock split. Wolfgang, you talk about a smaller share price, mm-hmm. and there was a study that came out uh, when they do a split. Yeah. the stock tends to outperform, even though it really has no economic value no, to it yeah, which yeah. is crazy it is it is crazy but it's a it, fact and people pay attention to it it is crazy yeah um jj uh, interest rates obviously being a strategy you, you spend a little bit more time i think than i would uh trying to anticipate and forecast uh interest rates uh and again that is so front and center this year when are they going to lower interest rates everyone cares about this mortgage holders equity holders bondholders, savers even for that matter um so what's your forecast uh, in terms of rate cuts please speak both sides of the border and who moves first and who's going to cut how much in your opinion and when well i think that um canada is at much greater risk from interest rate increases than the u.s is uh increases in uh they've been at much greater in risk from the increases we've seen they influence us more than they do no no so you you think canada has been more no no no, i'm I think Canada is going to cut rates first and more than the U.S. because the risk to Canada's economy from the increases in interest rates we saw right. uh, from late 2022 through 2023, impact. you know, Canada has a much bigger private sector debt load than the U.S., both corporate and household, uh, huh. you know, and we're not really? even capturing it all because there's a shadow banking economy uh, that, you know, they don't even measure a lot of it. And so I think there's big vulnerabilities here. Uh, and in the U.S., where after the housing bubble burst in 2006, they went through a deleveraging process, which is often termed the lost decade, because basically U.S. corporations and households reduce their debt to cash flow. You know, so, so Ken, when do you think Canada? You, you, when, sorry, when, when do you think uh, JJ Canada is going to lower interest rates? When do you think America is going to lower interest rates? And what's your guess uh, for, for how, it's, how, it's how not, much? I think it'll be later in the spring, maybe early summer. 
I think they're still worried about inflation, um, and they're going to beat it down if they can. So Canada's at risk of, a, of an imminent recession. Uh, that is more ser- um, severe than the U.S. I think unless the U.S. you know shows some clear signs of turning down, in cons- which would be consistent with what the yield curve has done, where short rates popped above long rates and the yield curve inverted, uh, I think that the Fed's going to be very slow in raising I agree with you. and cutting interest rates. And you know, I think that I- unless the U.S. Ec- economy slows very sharply. Uh, I think that the Fed funds rate may only come down three times in, the, in, in Canada, where I think a recession is greater risk. I think it could, the rate could get cut 150 basis points. Wow, that, that would be a huge spread, because right now we're a percent lower than them, uh, roughly, on the 10 and 30 year. Um, and it's funny, because, Jack, you, you also believe Canada cuts first. Uh, I know one of our strategists back at Canada, or Tony Dwyer, thinks the other way. He thinks U.S. cuts first. Uh, so I, I would say Canada, with our housing I, I, sector, I, I, with I, I, how I sensitive agree. we are to interest rates, with the fact that our economy is much weaker than the U.S. Uh, the, the only caveat I would have is that Canada can't cut too aggressively without the Fed because our, our currency will tank then. And well, I, I don't think they really care. I don't think it. they the care. The Bank of Canada will do what it has to do. And, you know, I think that the Canadian dollar is going to be quite weak for some time to come. Oh, you do? What's your call for the loonie? I don't really have a number okay. anymore, but I think that... Uh, uh, I'm kind of negative on the loonie in general. Yeah. I think the U.S. dollar is still in an up mar- a longer-term up market that began in 2011, or what we call a secular bull market, nice. which means the Canadian dollar stays on the defensive. Uh, I think a lot of the you know commodity prices tend to be good for the, can- the Canadian dollar, but yep. not when they're supply-driven. The fact that you're getting shortages causing price commodity prices to go up. They tend not to help the Canadian dollar that much. It's only when it's demand-driven, and the global economy looks pretty squishy. It's not going to create a lot of new demand for commodity for commodities, and hence the, any commodity price increases are supply-driven and not likely to help the Canadian dollar. So I'm kind of pessimistic on the Canadian dollar. Interesting. Uh, and, I, and I think that the Bank of Canada does have to run rates in Canada a lot lower than the U.S. When do you think Canada moves? Oh, I don't know. He's, they're pretty stubborn. So, And we have a more inflation-prone economy since we don't have as much productivity or innovation as the U.S. So, Jack, uh, just saying, totally agree with everything you're saying. It's maybe, it may be towards May. Uh, towards I, May. Think it's, I think the market is too optimistic about the timing and the degree of rate cuts generally. I think in Canada, uh, the longer the Bank of Canada holds, the worse the economy is going to be. And when the rates cuts start, they're going to come more, much more quickly. Interesting. In, in the U.S., they're going to be grinchy. Um, you know, I, I have a bit of dilemma about the U.S. is that that yield curve inversion, so short rates going up as much as they did above, you know, 10-year yields, uh, that usually signals a recession. And we're getting to a point where uh, the yield curve is is kind of maybe not going to work as well this time. I hate saying it's different this time. I don't think it is different, but I'm a little concerned about how uh, that's going to be in terms of my predictions for the U.S. economy. And I think the Fed is going to be, if you look at the Fed's forecast, it is not consistent with the dramatic cut in U.S. interest rates because the Fed has trend growth and 2% inflation, and I think that's not consi- that would not be consistent with the Fed funds rate going below 4%. So. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, JJ, unfortunately, uh, we're out of time. I, let's get you back. Uh, you're retired, and you don't, you don't lawn bowl yet. So uh, uh, before I, you take I will that never one. lawn bowl or, <laughs> Come on. or anything like that. It's what your peeps I'll, do, apparently. I like, play, I like hiking, and I'll play some golf. That's kind of it for me. Go down and go to the Horseshoe Tavern or Lee's Palace and see if you. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got lots of concerts. That's that's kind of like boy. It's like 
planning your meals, planning the concert. <laughs> I love you. Good for you. Music matters, man. It's all powerful. Uh, John Johnson, former strategist at Davis Ray, retired. Uh, musicologist, uh, just a great guy. Uh, Thank you, John. Uh, Jamie Carrasco, uh, portfolio manager at Canaccord, a gold bug, um, a man who comes from Latin America and so views the world through different lenses. It's great to learn uh, and understand how different people think, uh, empathy, and ah, there's different perspectives on things. Uh, it's going to be a great interview. Can't wait. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more Hi-Fi Radio in a moment on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. So cool, isn't it? Little Rob Thomas there with uh, Carlos Santana. Yeah, teeing up the tunes for our peeps, Jamie Carrasco. Uh, he's a Latin American. And, uh, you know, because of where he is from, he really views the world differently than we do up here in Canada. And I guess if you went to the United States, they view the world differently too. And uh, as a global citizen, as we all are, and the world being flat as it is, and with more and more travel, we learn. Uh, about people's different viewpoints. And I think it helps us empathize, understand, and it gives us a chance to actually see different points of view, which could actually be enlightening in many, uh, many ways. Uh, Jamie Carrasco, welcome back, my good friend. Thank you for having me again. Um, we'll start with uh, some couple of documentaries and slash mini, mini movies I've watched on Netflix and Prime recently. Um, have you seen Dumb Money? Uh, no, I have not. Very good. GameStop was GameStop, in there. GameStop, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, well, and, yes, and Wall Street Bets. Oh, it's excellent. Yes, I did. So good. So, yes. so good. Um, you know, and, and it really paints a, not a true picture of Wall Street, um, but very entertaining nonetheless, because uh, Wall Street doesn't really have the advantage other than it does more work looking at investments. But it's, it's not like it has an unfair advantage. It does the work. It does research. It has uh, process. Work. It has process. Um, and again, this whole Wall Street bets thing, we're going to bet against them. It's, it's very fascinating how the little people... For a period of time, we're able to sort of muscle down the hedge funds. Um, but again, uh, it was a bit of a house of cards domino effect uh, at the end of it. But good entertainment nonetheless. Uh, so skepticism, I guess, and, and uh, what should I say, contrarianism, um, play, played into that whole theme. Well, I, let's parlay that now into your world uh, in terms of what you've witnessed in your life and why you think the way you think, Jamie. Well, there's two things that I'm noticing right now. Look... The U.S. debt grew by $1 trillion in about two and a half months. <laughs> in Latin America, when the peso is growing at $1 trillion in three and a half months, we're lucky enough that we can buy the dollar. But when it's the dollar that's doing it, I think people should be thinking a little bit. The other thing that I find amazing is the Nortel moment we are living, where everybody's chasing seven stocks on the S&P 500. Having managed Microsoft Canada's pension from 1995 to 2001, their deferred uh, benefit, uh, sorry, uh, contribution plan, 
uh, I can tell you that at the top of that cycle, anybody that stayed put, it took him 15 years to get out of that. In Canada, Canadians are still waiting because they bet on Nortel. I see the same thing happening again. So from that perspective, I am very bullish on gold and the other side of the trade because there's no alternative to the U.S. dollar. Where am I going to park my money? In the, in the Argentinian peso? Uh, no. <laughs> You got right. the euro, you got uh, Bitcoin woke up. Uh, it's, it, it certainly is the crypto. Uh, if you're going to buy one, that's the one. But Coinbase Global, uh, the exchange. And again, if you're going to try to get a little bit of leverage to crypto, Coinbase is, again, another name and you can I, look at. It's, a, it's of the highest quality within a bit of a, I don't know, eerie place, no, shall I say. And don't get me wrong, I believe in blockchain. You know, we've, we've had this discussion before. I've been in it for a long time, and I do like the technology. I like the changes that are happening to the ETF. You know, I don't think they can stop the technology anymore. But I think the bigger picture is the monetary shift that we're seeing, what's happening with the U.S., what's happening with, you know, can the central banks control the situation? All I know is that throughout history, central banks have always lost control. Are they going to be, is it different this time? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. The, the, I don't know if the U.S. has lost control, Jamie. In fact, I think I never the, said that. I never said. Oh, that. You, okay, okay. No, so not the U.S. What's okay. the alternative to the U.S. dollar then? The you, I would say you can't run the the global economy on gold. It just doesn't work. You could do it on the euro. <laughs> well, That's what I'm saying. I, I though, think, does the yeah, system trust that? Though that's the point. Not as right? much trust, as is, trust is paramount at the top of 100 right? the pyramid, or I guess yeah. the bottom of the I, pyramid. I think that's the wrong question because you're asking me what's the alternative to the U.S. dollar is really like asking what's the alternative to fiat currencies. No currency today is backed by anything. Let's go back in history, and we know that the last time that happened, the French king's head cut cut off, and the next thing the French did was burn the printing presses. That was the last time we messed around with a fiat monetary system. It restructured the whole world. So if we're looking at history, let's look at history. You know, the Romans tried it. didn't work out well for them either. I think that sooner or later, we're going to have to go back to some form of sound money. And I think the BRICS are trying to set that up along the way, and they're using it through the, the petro-yuan gold convertible oil contract, which is important to understand. I, I think one of the things is we have to pull back the onion and start to look at how the rest of the world is dealing with the situation that's in front of us on how do we deal with the fiat system we're living in. Fiat, as in not backed by anything but the words of politicians. I don't know. Being from Latin America, I'm not that, I'm doubtful on politicians. Oh, yeah. Jack and I love them up here. Sci-Fi Radio, <laughs> show about money, uh, work, save, invest, enjoy, spend, and invest. Yes, you must always invest uh, from cradle to grave. Uh, don't keep it under the mattress. Put it to work. Uh, suitability, process, confidence, and partnership, uh, and some entertainment along the way. Yes, diversification. Jamie Carrasco joining Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, we just opened up with a discussion on dumb money. Um, that's really what retail is called by the industry. Uh, be aware of that. Uh, and often for good reason, but dumb money turned on, on Wall Street uh, in that movie. It's very, very classic, shall I say, to watch. Uh, the flaw was actually interesting as well when they interrogated Alan Greenspan in the, during the financial crisis and asked him, Mr. Greenspan, do you think you were wrong? The look on his face when he asked that question. Jack, you got to watch that. You'll, Jack, you'll love it. You will love it, love it, love it. Uh, anyways, we're going to pay some bills. Uh, not too many. And uh, get back to Hi-Fi Radio so we can help you be richer. Stay tuned. Want to make more money? Stay tuned for more Hi-Fi Radio on 640 Toronto.
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Ladies and gents, turn up the sound system to the sound of Carlos Santana in the GMB. Get away Beautiful, eh? You can stand up. You can dance. It's Saturday night. It's Hi-Fi Radio. High Fidelity. To get you in the mood. To talk money. Yes, high finance. Some good stuff on Netflix. Some great documentaries. And, well, it's not too bad out there. But, uh, you know, if you want to snuggle up in front of the tube. Uh, Dumb Money was great. The Flaw is great. Um, a good uh, documentary on the uh, race for the skies between uh, Airbus and Boeing and uh, the political intervention in that was very, very fascinating. Uh, President Barack Obama being seen as basically an insider salesperson for Boeing uh, on the international stage. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. And, you know, as you fly, there's another one, but uh, the uh, refurbishing of a uh, Boeing airplane uh, takes place placed by Air France every 16 years, a complete overhaul. That's good to watch. Um, and that's a, but, but it looks like it's a marketing PR put up by the company to offset against the documentary on Boeing, how they basically lost it when they merged with McDonnell Douglas and became shareholder friendly as opposed to engineer, engineer driven. Uh, and uh, anyway, good stuff on Netflix. I do enjoy it. And uh, yeah, it can be educational as well. Uh, Jamie Carrasco uh, spending some time with us. Uh, He's a portfolio manager at Canaccord. Uh, I get a real kick out of Jamie. I really like Jamie because he's just cool. He's cool, you know. Uh, it's the Latin American influence, you know, sense of romance and a big smile on your face all the time, Jamie. How you doing, buddy? Good. Yeah? Good. Excellent. We need Excellent. more smell, though. Uh, tell me, what's your, uh, I don't know if you want to, uh, short-term call for the markets, this year's call for the markets. How are we going to, presidential year, 4 billion people going to the polls, Tech looks good. Interest rates, they're going to lower them, but later than expected. Economy is not bad. South of the border, pretty good. Here, little tepid, but still okay. Uh, gold's 2000 bucks. It's been 2000 It's like watching paint dry, in my opinion. Um, what do you think, Jamie? Talk to us. Well, I think, uh, you know, every time with the market, I think the Fed's going to do whatever it takes um, to not allow Trump to win. Um, you know, I think that... Yes, he's winning. Yeah. <laughs> So far, he's right? winning. So, so it's touch and go going forward. I think uh, you know how Americans internally. I'm more concerned about the the, the way society is so split as we go through whatever's going to happen this year. I think the market continues moving. I think the Fed is going to try to prolong as long as possible and eventually lower rates. Right? How much? Um, you know, and 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 um, it's going to be good for the market. Hey, let, let me the ask you another is- one, Jamie. No, I want to pivot over because you, you got me thinking about interest rates once again. Um, I, I saw some statistic, and it, it really depressed me uh, as to how much housing prices have increased in the last number of decades versus real incomes, and the gap between the house price and income is getting wider and wider. It is. So depressing. I have, you know, 20-something children. Jack, you know, has teenagers at home. You know, these 
People, you know, want to have, buy real estate one day. Obviously, mom and dad are going to help them in many cases, but a lot of people don't have a mom and dad that can help them. And, you know, back in the day, people could afford to buy a home on their own two feet. Not so much today. What's your midterm, longer-term call for real estate, residential real estate? Do you think it continues to hold and push higher? Do you think it has a corrective action? Do you think it goes sideways for a period of time, long period? I don't know. What, what do you think of it, Jamie? I think interest rates, so again, the 10-year bond, I think uh, we've leveled off here. It should come off a bit for, for, for a little bit before we figure out what's going to happen. So, you know, yields going back to 350 on the 10-year bond, 388 as, as I sit here. Yeah, what about real estate? Uh, but again, I think that's, that's going to control real estate. The, the issue with real estate is the, the borrowing costs and, and the, that's my point. the down payments and everything yes. else. So, so how does that play off? Not good. You know, I don't know. Incomes aren't growing. I, you know, I, I met a guy, Jamie, and Jack, you want to hear this. I, I went and got a veal sandwich at, um, where did I go for my favorite veal sandwich? San Francesco. No, no, they're, they're, no, not San Fran. They're, they're very, very good. Rocco's Plum Tomato on the Queensway. Excellent. The best yes. in the city. Excellent veal sandwich. Rocco, there's a plug for you, my good friend. Uh, you owe me some free cheese. <laughs> I like my hot veal with cheese, man. Hot veal, hot veal with cheese. They're jalapenos. They're amazing. So good. Um, and a really good Kaiser to make it all stay together. Anyways, they're working across from a big condo development. Some of the uh, men from the condo come over to place an order for 30 sandwiches for the crew. And I was being with the one fella. And I said, what do you do at the condo? He said, well, I'm involved in safety. I do all the fencing. So every time they build a new floor, they got to put fencing around it so that people don't go over the edge. And he also has to make sure the building is safe so plywood doesn't fly off the edge in the middle of the night during a storm. He says, amazing how windy it is uh, on top of these buildings. They're very, very windy. So safety is important. And I said, that's good. I said, what time do you start your shift at? He said, well, I usually start at 4.30 in the morning. I said, so you leave early? He said, no, I usually work till 6 at night. As you're working 14-hour days, said, yeah. Yeah. I said, well, you're obviously getting paid well for it. Time and a half, double time. I said, yeah, it does. But, you know, I still, I got to resign myself. I'm never going to be able to afford to buy a home because the most the banks will lend me based on my income is about $400,000. And he was in his late 20s, pushing into his early 30s. And he resigned himself. I'll never be able to afford a home. I felt so bad for this very hardworking, straight-up guy. It's not right. And I, I blame interest rates. And I own a home and I don't want to see my home go down in value. But, you know, moral hazard, if people can't afford to buy homes, guess what? They're going to rob yours. And that's what's taking place in Toronto. Crime in Toronto from the have nots is going through the roof. And some are blaming it's actually foreigners coming to the country, migrant thieves. I don't know. I just know that they're taking from the haves because they have not. Jamie? That's why, that's why I moved up to Collingwood in 2007 in anticipation of, of that cycle. Right. And I don't think things are going to get better until we get a, a handle on uh, on the interest rate and everything that's happening. But it, it, bottom line, it's going to get more and more expensive. And you're seeing it in the rentals, you know, since people can't, terrible, a terrible rentals. It makes me I've seen rentals, honestly, Jamie, where a small part. I see them when I walk my dog, Jack, uh, these, these old low rise in Toronto. Uh, you walk by some buildings, basement apartments in there. Three people living in a one-bedroom basement apartment. I see them. I walk by them. The they're, they're, they're blinds are open. I can see them lying on a bed, doing nothing. Three people in a small basement apartment because it's all they can afford. It's, it's below poverty line. We got problems. Uh, but look, my friends, we can't control certain things, and I can focus on it. It's not good. we got to focus on what we can control. Work, save, Jamie, I didn't ask you a question. I didn't ask you a question, Jamie. You speak when I ask. I'm kidding. Anyways, my point is we can't control a lot of things. It can be depressing. It can be frustrating. But again, glass is half full. 
there's a great opportunity out there. It's just different this time, and we've got to learn to adapt. But I know you have to work, you have to save, and you have to invest, and you have to repeat. Don't lose faith in what I'm saying to you. Trust me, it works. Even saving $5 a day for the next 40 years and investing it in the S&P 500 will, will equate into about $700,000, my friend. I said seven hundred grand. So you got to do what I'm suggesting. And uh, there's a lot of other moves as well. And we're here to help you along the way. Uh, Jamie, unfortunately, we are out of time, buddy. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for yeah, your time Be again. safe in Collingwood, and uh, if you believe it's safe up in Collingwood, I'm going to Thunder Bay. Sci-Fi Radio, <laughs> have yourself a great weekend, my friends. Mining country. Love it up there. Love it. Love Thunder Bay. I just like saying it, honestly. I'm going to say it one more time. Thunder Bay. Have a great weekend, my friends. Love you. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardell, Portfolio Managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any questions about money, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. Join us again next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.